You're listening to Band Geek with Richie Castellano on the Riotcast Network. Joining me today is my co-host Jared Prespin. Hello, hello. So, uh, <laughs> so you, you guys asked for it, and we're gonna give it to you. Um, okay, so there was a new uh, film that just came out um, that is related to the other films that I'm a fan of. <laughs> Somehow, it's loosely related to the other films that I'm a fan. Of. Okay, uh, first of all, this episode will contain spoilers. This is a band geek review of Star Wars. A uh, Star Wars, a Han Solo story. Yeah, Solo, a Star Wars story. That's what it is. Yeah, I, yes, I have seen it. <laughs> oh, boy, so, guys. Okay, well, so here's what we're going to do. I, I, heard, I heard another show do this, and I thought it was a good idea. Oh, great. Let's, let's, do, let's just copy them. Yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> no, they, they do like a non-spoiler part of the review and then do a spoiler part of the review. Oh, I see. So if you haven't seen the movie, we're not going to give anything away. Um, and then we'll say, okay, now this is the spoiler section, and we're going to give it away. Um, we, we're going to have more people on the show, but no one wanted to talk to us about this. <laughs> so. They're like, look, we've been hearing you complain about this for a week. We don't want to, you know, immortalize it on, <laughs> on the internet. So, um, yeah, uh, another thing I want to mention before we get started is that I'll, there are people that have been asking us to do movie reviews, and there are people that hate us for doing movie reviews because we can't make everybody happy. Um, I understand that the underlying theme of the show is music, but it's band and geek, and this is our geek quotient for the show. Uh, for those of you that like this stuff, great. For those of you who don't, um, we'll, I'm sorry, and we'll keep trying to do the music stuff, but we're going to... See, what I'm doing is I'm being nice to people that like what we do yeah. instead of... Yelling at them, mm-hmm. which is something that maybe Lucasfilm could learn from. Yeah, this <laughs> so, is a, this is a very this is a very vague segue into the Star Wars expanded universe. But um, so we, yes, we we are getting back to music, and if you have to get if you need your band geek music fix, uh, I do my my streaming solo show every solo show. Ah. <laughs> no relation, believe ah. me, no relation. Um, I tried to make my solo shows good, uh, so wow. if if you wow. if you want to watch the, my streaming solo shows on Wednesday nights on uh, YouTube.com slash Richie Castellano, Twitch.tv slash Band Geek Music, or my Facebook page, which I now have an official URL for, it's a Facebook.com slash Richie Castellano dot Band Geek. I know it's a mouthful, but that's all I had. Uh, instead of you know R- Richie Castellano dot two seven three eight, which is what it was. 
Yeah, but then you sound like a Star Wars character. Yeah, you do. Um, so, yes, and also we should probably take care of a little business right now. Uh, if you like the show and you want to keep supporting Band Geek, you can use our tip jar. That's richiecastellano.com slash tip jar. It's a, a PayPal form from our partner site, Streamlabs, and uh, it's uh, totally safe, and we appreciate if you uh, want to con- contribute to the show. Uh, if you use Amazon, go to riotcast.com slash bandgeek, and you do your Amazon shopping like normal, but then when you check out, a small percentage of your purchase goes to supporting our show, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Also, I think we still have bandgeek merch. <laughs> uh, bandgeek.merchtable.com. You can get these uh, nifty hats and t-shirts, and, uh, and show your bandgeek love in public. So, uh, there you go. That's what the hat looks like. Um, and uh, the shirt is very cool, too. I have uh, both, and... I, uh, I I guess I am a narcissist, and I like wearing my face on my chest. Oh, I, 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 wear, I wear our shirt at the gym. Nothing says, like, working out of the gym by having your face on your chest when you're doing He's it. He's, like, running, goes, this is what I looked like 30 pounds ago. <laughs> and if you didn't notice, if you look at Richie's, like, live streaming gigs or any of the older videos, the, the Band Geek shirt, um, his guitar strap perfectly framed over my face. We did that on purpose. Yep. Intentional. Yep. Okay, so basically, so let's get into the non-spoilerific version of uh, the uh, the review here. So, Jarrett, what did you think of, of the the movie uh, Star Wars, Solo: A Star Wars? <laughs> I did see it. Solo: A Star Wars Story. No spoilers. I'm giving it. I'm giving it one parsec out of twelve. <laughs> really? Um, it's just right up there with the Last Jedi for me. Do, do it. Do it from like a one to ten, like one out of ten. Um, uh, one, no, one to ten. One to ten. Yeah, like like. Ten being like this is Spinal Tap, and one being the Room. Uh, I t- mm. um, it's um, whatever. Go back and rewatch our review for the Last Jedi. Whatever I give the Last Jedi, I'm giving this because it's like I think it was like a five or a four or something because it was just it's set in the Star Wars universe. Cool, but just it's we'll get into it. But yeah. Um. Initially, when I saw it, now let me back up for a second with the Last Jedi. My review, of the, I liked The Last Jedi when I first saw it, mm-hmm. and then, like, I bought it on video, and after subsequent views, uh, my opinion of it has gone down. Uh, just because I just watch it, and, and, and my feelings about it are like, oh, why'd you do that? We should do, we should do movie reviews a year later after we watch them on Blu-ray a yeah, couple well, times, because our Justice League review would go way down. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> that movie's a, a, a flaming turd. Yeah. Um, so... What, what, so my I'm, my initial like my friend Terry, um, he the guy who runs the um, the Saber Guild, okay. the, the yeah he um, he he asked me like oh what'd you think because he loved it he's like ten, you know one to ten and my first thing was like three and he was like wow and then I thought about that I'm like no, that's too harsh I'm like because like technically speaking it was done very competently yeah so I'm giving it a five out of five as well five five out of five or five, five out, out of ten, 10 sorry <laughs> five out of ten. Um, because, you know, I really didn't have any issues with it, per se, but, like, like, like technically speaking, yeah, okay. it was well done, but I, I just didn't care. I, I, that's, I, I have to agree with that. Yeah. yeah I, it's not that I, I didn't hate it. I didn't, I didn't loathe it. It's not like, oh, this is a, you know, like, I, why did they do this? I hate it. I'm never going to watch it again. Yeah. But I just didn't enjoy it. Our friend, uh, Opinionated Adam, who was on uh, our show, <laughs> uh, who just had a kid... Congratulations, Adam, if you're watching. Um, yep, his wife front pooped a human, so good for her. <laughs> he said to me, you know, what do you think going to Solo? I was like, I don't know. Like, I want it to be awesome, but I have a feeling it's not going to be awesome. And he's like, well, what if you what if you like are meh about it and like are apathetic about it mm-hmm. and sort of 
don't care. I'm like, that's not going to happen. This is Star Wars. I only deal in hyperbole. It's either going to be the best movie of all time or the worst one. Oh, there's no middle ground. But um, he kind of nailed it. Like, at first I was, I was like, this sucks. But I was like, this, I was like, no, this sucks because it didn't blow me away. There was, like, really nothing wrong with it. It just, like, it didn't hit me. Here, where where these movies do, I I just I want to be impressed. I was saying that to you like the week leading up to us going to see it. Like I was just like just like impress me. Like we're going into this movie with with expectations and be, because of all the 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 publicity and stuff behind it and all the which I, I want to talk about later. But mm-hmm. um, it was just like look, impress me. Like if you impress me, like I'll be like oh wow, I, I completely you know uh, my you know, my bad like. You know, let's you know, but it just didn't. Mm-hmm. Like it, li- it lived up to the zero expectations that I had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I feel like I went in. I always like with each movie. I remember I did this with the prequel trilogy. Is I tried to go in a different way for each one. Mm-hmm. It was like this movie. I'm gonna watch the trailers. For the next movie, I'm not gonna watch the trailers. For this one, I'm gonna be super excited. For this one, I'm gonna you know like. And I thought, like, okay, I went into the Force Awakens being super excited. Was let down. I went into um, the Last Jedi expecting, like, having low expectations, right? And I was let down because it it, it didn't it, it didn't even exceed my low expectations, right? And I went to this one saying this is probably going to suck, right? And then it I thought it did suck, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I can't. I I'm trying to like, what is the best outcome where I can like this? And a lot of the okay, a lot of my friends are saying to me. Like, you just don't want to like it. I was like, no, no, I'm very upset that I don't like it because... And and that's another thing that I wanted to talk about on this. It's like, people telling me, like, oh, you don't really like Star Wars. You don't like these movies. That's why, you know, like, please don't lecture somebody that they don't (laughs) like something because they're passionate about it. Like, this is what fandom is. You're passionate about something. You have a strong opinion about it. If you're just, like, sort of willy-nilly and can be like, oh, oh, cool, another Star Wars movie, this Millennium Falcon again, oh, right. cool. Right, like, then maybe you're, you're a casual fan, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. That's fine to be to just, like, sort of have a passing interest in it, but, like, I feel like I've I've liked this stuff since I'm a, I'm like a toddler, you know what I mean? Like, this is, like, this has been a big part of life for me, is, mm-hmm. is my my fandom for this. Now, yes, it's sad for a 30 38-year-old man admitting this, but... <laughs> Like whatever, everybody's got the stuff they're, that they're into. Like and, you know, and it's not a, it's not a like you destroyed my childhood. Stop killing no, everything. No, it, it, it's not that at all. It's no. just I want to go to the movies. I want to be entertained. And when it's a, and when it's something like Star Wars that that we've enjoyed for so long, and you go and you're like, oh man, I didn't really. That, all right, I guess I didn't enjoy this one. Like. You're not going to enjoy every single one. I would assume it's. I would assume it's the same thing when you follow a sports team. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, we can't even. We and, can't even go there. And then the 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 hitters and the baseball <laughs> squadron have a bad match. Um, I, uh, no, but I gotta assume it's like that. It's like you're a diehard, you know, Mets fan, and it's like, and it's like, man, they're doing really crappy this year, but you still like the Mets. So you know, it's you know, uh, it's 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 the same thing. Well, uh, it, or a, a, a very weird parable, but still. Yeah, but like that's that's the point. Like, okay, so say you're a person who is super judgmental on you know grown men who are still into this sort of thing. Like, think about the thing that you like that you're passionate about it, and just replace that with this. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and and when when it's when things are happening in that 
whatever your your uh, you know entertainment of choices that you don't really agree with, and it's changing the course of it for good, you will probably have a strong opinion about it. Right. Um, and that's another thing I want to talk about too. Please remind me is I want to talk about the boycott um, because. We kind of did our own little boycott of it. Yeah, like we did. We, you and me are opening night guys, and we said, you know what? Yep. After Last Jedi, I'm not doing that anymore. Like, I I have to like we even though that's like so. Before we even went, I felt ridiculous saying it. Like, there was like, so you going to see a solo opening night? I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm going to wait till the second week because, yeah. like, I I love Star Wars, but if they're doing something with it in general that I don't like, the only way I could do anything about it is with my wallet. Yeah. You know, like, you, I can, you can vote with your wallet. Um, and, and everybody was like, that's ridiculous. Like, do you really think that you not going is going to make a difference? Right. And... It did, actually. And it did after, I'm like, holy crap. Like, not me, but a, a lot of people had the same sort of, uh, you know, ideas I did. Yeah, for you, for those that don't know, like, this, uh, I always find the term flop um, or bombing uh, at the box office weird because you're like that movie made eighty million dollars. How is that bombing? That's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But when you have a movie that cost three hundred million dollars to make and they don't make like half of it back in the opening weekend, especially when it's Star Wars, that hurts the studio. Star Wars is supposed to be a bulletproof franchise. Um, basically, if you if you hit the marks, even if the movie, it, the, if even if like the movies are underwhelming to you. It's still gonna be a good time, and it's still gonna you know do well. Yeah. But I think what's happening is it's stopped hitting the marks, and it's not bulletproof anymore. And and this sort of like you know made the god bleed. You know everybody can see the, uh, the there's weakness here, and Star Wars is not impervious to you know all the problems that other franchises have. Right. Like the the quality of the product still needs to be good. Now, am I saying it's not good? <coughs> Sorry. No, I'm not saying it's not good. I'm saying I didn't like it, and I and I think that's a it's an important distinction to make. Uh, like I said, it was very well done, comp- competently done, uh, well acted, everything. But I just it just didn't do anything for me, and that's part of like what I'm struggling with. Right. But I think um, I think that pretty much ends. Oh, one more thing I want to say in the spoiler free section here is that. Going into the movie, um, John Kasdan, 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 who was I guess Lawrence Kasdan's son, who who co-wrote the movie with him, he went on uh, Twitter and wrote this thing about saying how he's not sorry about bringing like identity politics into the Star Wars franchise. Right. And when I saw that, I'm like, oh great, you know, now I'm going to have like a movie where with like you know Hollywood politics like shoved down my throat the whole time. And I was I'm happy to report if you were if you haven't seen the movie yet and you were worried about that, it's really not that big of a deal. Like and look, I hate when when movies do that, like when it's heavy-handed and you can see it. Like like the last Jedi and the, 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 the la- whole space horse uh, yeah. the last Jedi section is way more heavy-handed than Solo. Solo it's like a couple of Clef of like awkward, clumsy lines, sort of shoehorned in yeah. that don't affect anything. Right. So if you're worried about going and say, I don't want to like, I just want to see Star Wars. I want to have a good time. I don't want to like get you know make have this be politicized. It really wasn't that big of a deal. So and and this is from someone who hates that stuff. So mm-hmm. that's the that's what I'll say. But I do think that that was just a distraction. That that was a um a, a cover your your bases 
thing. Like to say, so hear me out on this. So if I go on the internet and I tell everybody this movie I just made is super politically charged, right? right? And then it does well. It's like, well, it did well because it's super politically charged and it's on the message. This is what people want. Right. If it does poorly, I could say, oh, it's those crazy people, those crazy uh, alt writers right. are, are boycotting the movie and this is why it's doing bad. So that, so I also, so at first where I was like, why would you even tweet something like that? Why would you alienate like half your audience? Right. You know, and then after I saw the movie, I was like, oh, I get it. That That's like a cover your, cover your ass moment where right. it's like, oh, if the movie does bad, it's not my fault. It's these crazy people who don't agree with it. But you yeah. did this. So, that, so that, that's more – so if you read that tweet like me and, and got sort of turned off, don't – you still see it because you might like it because that's not even a big part of the movie. Right. And a lot of people like it. Right. And I almost feel like there's a conspiracy because I'm, like me and you were like – what the hell did we just watch, right? And everyone's like, what do you mean? It's good. Right. Shut your stupid face. So, like, is there a conspiracy? This isn't stupid. No, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, do, why is it, did, did we just watch the same movie? I, yeah, like, I mean, and again, and and I've always said the same thing. Like, it, like these are, these are, our, these are our opinions. These are our thoughts on it. Am oh, I? Yeah. Are we trying to sway you and be like, jump on our bandwagon? Um, you know, you should hate it too. Um, it's never like that. Something is always somebody's. Something is always somebody's favorite something. I know that's very general, yeah. but like I, I make it. I, I like I make a kind of a joke out of it. But like uh, somewhere, somebody's like, you know what my favorite television show is? Yeah. Rizzoli and Isles. <laughs> And you're like, what? Why? But like, I'm not gonna put somebody down for that. I might think it's silly, but it's so. If somebody's like, no, Solo's my favorite Star Wars movie. It's like, right on. Why? Like, I might be curious, and I might, I might, you know, chat. Like, I might, you know, kind of, uh, uh, you know, make fun of it a little bit. But like, I wouldn't physically be like, you're stupid for that opinion. It's fun to do that. It, it, I but, mean, well, but clearly. I, but I. I'm sort of trying not to do that because <laughs> my because Amory, who couldn't be on the show. Uh, she really liked Solo, and she was like, after the movie, she sat next to me and just heard me like groaning the whole time. And after the movie, when the credits came up, she was like, "Don't." And I said, "Okay, all right." That's probably, that's probably why she couldn't be here today. <laughs> she didn't want to deal with this crap. Yep. But um, okay. So, all right, let's get into it. So spoilers, right here. This is the spoiler section. Spoilers. If you haven't seen the movie, don't. No. If you haven't seen the movie, don't bother. No. If you haven't seen the movie and you are planning on going to see the movie. Don't watch any further, or pause this. Go to the local theater, come back, then watch it, and then look at how much we hate it, or how, how big of jerks we are. Uh, okay, so this movie uh, takes place after Revenge of the Sith. I'm not really sure how long. I'm not sure the time. Well, actually, we know because of the big reveal at the end. Right. Okay. Because we know where that happens within the timeline. Right. But so well, actually, no, we don't know. We don't know. No, he had so so later on. Again, this is spoilers. It's going to be all out of you know uh, out of order, out of order, and out of context. Um, but they they did they did a thing towards the end of the film where um, Kira, uh, hang on, Kira, <laughs> hi, I'm Amelia Clark. I'm never not going to be the mother of dragons. Wait, you bought an action figure for her? Uh, This is most of the movie. <laughs> Why did you buy the action Because I, 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 I'm supporting the franchise in a very weird way. I don't know. I had... Yeah. They were in the bargain bin already. Really? <laughs> this, this, she was $4 and he was $6. Okay. 
So, yeah. All right. So you find out later that she's working for the Crimson Dawn. Is that what it is? I guess. Crimson Dawn. And the leader of the Crimson Dawn is Darth Maul. Yes. Now you might be saying, Richie, didn't he die in episode one of that movie I hate? <laughs> First of all, episode one gets better every time you watch it. I like and in episode about, one. I say in about ten to twenty years, people are going to be saying episode one is so great because of the constant stream of crap that Disney keeps releasing. <laughs> it gets like, I you know, <coughs> I was having this discussion I think with Eric, right? And he goes, "Oh, but you like those prequels." I said, "Think about it. Every single movie, the the mean of, of like like the average right. of what is good and what is bad, the prequels keep moving up." Every time Disney releases a new movie, the prequels get better and better and better. And I, I've been on board with the prequels for the since they came out. Yeah, I, I'll make no mistake. I'll make no. Uh, I'm not going to try to hide it. I love the prequels. I, I like um, most of the the prequels better than the original trilogy. I mean, I like. Oh. Right. No, it's like about even. I like. You know what the thing is? I like Star Wars. I like that six film story. Yeah. I'm really into that story. I like the whole thing, beginning to end. So, like, really, I can't say that, oh, I don't like Return of the Jedi, or I don't like Attack of the Clones. Like, no, no, that's part of this complete story that, ev- like, you can jump into it at any part. Right. And to me, it works. You know what I mean? What these new movies do is they're, like, inserting themselves in that and sort of, like, screwing with things a little bit. So, so the f- for the first time in since the, the new, since The Force Awakens... We have now been connected slightly to the prequel trilogy, which was not being acknowledged very well. Yeah. And the expanded cartoon cartoon universe. Yes. The Clone Wars and um, Rebels. All right. So here's a super – here's a, a meta spoiler, a spoiler within right. a spoiler. If you haven't watched Clone Wars – and um, the, the animated Clone Wars, which is like, what, eight seasons or something? Something like it's that. It's like ridiculous. Um, or Rebels, right? If you haven't watched either of those... Which is four seasons, I think. Um, cover your ears for the next like minute, because I'm going to bring everybody up to speed on how that works, that Darth Maul, who died, uh, who was cut in half by Obi-Wan Kenobi in Phantom Menace, how he's back. Right. Okay, starting now. So, what happened is, fueled by his uh, dark side rage... He sustained himself and ended up in a garbage, uh, uh, like scow or something like that, mm-hmm. and was dumped off-world onto a onto like a trash planet. Um, and basically, he went insane, and his like dark side power sustained him, and um, he became this like weird spider thing. Well, he didn't he like lose his memory for a while too. Yeah, like, no, he, he didn't know who he was, and he 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 lost his mind and was like, and he sort of like something happened where he became like this. Garbage spider where he had like spider legs. Right, he was this hideous monster. He got robotic legs and right. Yeah, and um, Darth Maul has a brother um, who's a uh, Larry Maul, Savage Opress. <laughs> uh, yeah, Savage Opress, the one Voiced of the by Clancy Brown. I know, but it's like that's one of the best Star Wars names, Savage Opress. But um, <laughs> so Savage gets a, ma- a mission, I think, from Count Dooku. He becomes like Dooku's secret apprentice. And um and he's also like working with the the Night Sisters of Dathomir or something. Yeah. And he gets this mission to go find Maul. And he finds he comes across Maul. He's in bad shape. And he brings Maul back to the planet Dathomir, which I think Maul's supposed to be from. 
and um, th- there's a Night Sister who uses the Force, but is sort of like a, a wizard, like a sorceress or something. Yeah, and the Night Sisters are like kind of like Jedi witches. Yeah, right. And they use their powers to um, give more. Like basically, they take a bunch of like robot, like, p- like metal parts from like machinery, and through, through magic, they rebuild his legs. Right. So he has these like robot legs, and then he gets his mind back. So he gets his mind back, and he um, b- tells his brother, who saved his ass, tells his brother, I'm the master, you're the apprentice. Yeah. Right? And he builds a lightsaber, and or he uses his old half of the lightsaber mm-hmm. for a while. Yeah, and then, then they, yeah. yeah and it so, he, so that's sort of like a side plot of the story of the show Clone Wars. And him and his brother are like trying to take over the galaxy. So eventually, um, Darth Maul becomes the leader of Mandalore. He um, defeats the uh, the leader of Mandalore. He gets the dark saber, which is like the black lightsaber, and he rules Mandalore. Mm-hmm. That is until um, he gets a little too big because he was Darth Maul was doing everything sort of in secret for a while, and then once he takes over Mandalore, obviously he's he's a he's a big deal. Yeah, that, and, that that's a big thing in the in the television universe yeah. that everything does everything in secret because they kind of didn't want to go against the film franchises right. because all this stuff started happening. Even before Disney bought, right? This the, is still the, Lucas. This is still Lucasfilm. So they were just like, "No, it's going to be over here," and he's doing stuff in secret. That's why, like Ahsoka Tano, who was Anakin's secret apprentice, yeah. like she was like acknowledged there. Yeah, you know, it's like you couldn't have a secret. Like we never mentioned a secret apprentice. Like yeah. how could that work? But now they're all starting to to mush together. So. Right. It, it's that's that's weird though. That like I get that. But that's weird that, like, th- this is Anakin's Padawan who he spent, like, years with yep. and never a mention of him ever. Of course. But you could say that once he became Darth Vader, he doesn't talk about any of that stuff anymore. Right. So anyway... Um, but so Maul, yeah, so, so then Maul, Maul gets so he, his mind back and... And he, and he becomes a little too high profile and then Sidious finds out and and goes to to Mandalore by himself and kicks the crap... At, he kills Maul's brother. He kills Savage mm-hmm. and... Beats the crap out of Maul, and Maul somehow gets away right. or is spared. They sort of cut away. You no, I don't. See that. Yeah, you don't really. Yeah, it's not really clear. And then, um, and then, then Maul shows up again in Rebels uh, as an as an older guy who sort of lost his mind. And he has this new lightsaber, the one you saw at the end of uh, Solo, right? Um, which is like this hook thing, which is like supposed to be a cane because he's like the old crazy guy again. And he becomes the main character of Rebels, like Sith Sith teacher, right? So the main character of Rebels, uh, Ezra Bridger, has like a Jedi teacher and a Sith teacher, and they then he sort of like has to, you know, um, deal with with having those two ideologies. Right. But eventually, um, Maul bites it, uh, and super super duper spoilers are in spoilers. Obi Wan Kenobi, he Maul's goal is to track down Obi Wan because he never, you know, forgave him. He never he still holds a grudge, obviously. Right. So he tracks down Obi Wan on Tatooine and finds out that he's protecting Luke Skywalker. And goes to kill him, and Obi Wan just—it it was a beautifully done scene in the episode Twin Sons of Rebels, and um, it's like an old school samurai battle, but in animation, it was really well done. Yeah. So that's the end. Okay, we're back. This is the end of spoilers for that of why Darth Maul is back. Yeah. So for most so, people, when you see that in the movie at the end of Solo, yeah. you're like, "Who's that guy from Episode One? Like, how did he get back?" Because a lot of people who watch the films don't watch the television. Right. Uh, Programs. <laughs> programs. <laughs> programs. They don't watch my stories. And, um, yeah, they just, they, they, they really just don't, um, uh, they, they, it's, a, it's a very weird connection to make. And you would think that when, when I, like, when I saw it, I wanted to be happy about that. I was like, huh, 
man, they're going to screw this up. Well, the, the the I thought it was like really funny because I kind of saw it coming, uh, and I I wasn't even spoiled. Really, I, I was just like, because uh, I was thinking like, okay, for example, Rogue One, mm-hmm. which I thought was good. By the way, I enjoyed Rogue One a lot actually, but I don't have any. Like I thought it was like okay, this is a movie that didn't really do anything for me. Doesn't have to exist. It was really fun. It was well done. I really haven't rewatched it again because I just have no desire to. <laughs> but like the for me, the only good part of Rogue One is when Darth Vader shows up, and it's like because that's like oh my god. So they they had this movie that was like good. Like how can we like push this over the cliff? Right. Okay, we'll have this scene of Darth Vader massacring rebels, right? And that totally pushed that movie over the cliff. However, this movie it's like was meh. And they're like, what can we do to, like, unmet this a little bit? Like, oh, I know. We'll do the character that everybody wants back, and we'll just bring him back and offer no explanation to why he's here. And then the funniest thing for me was he was like, you and I are going to be working closely together. (laughs) (laughs) Is that how you end phone calls? (laughs) Just turn on your lightsaber for no reason? Well, you do. Yeah, I do. You and I are going to be working closely together. Wait. Shit, I didn't time that. Uh, you and I are going to be working closely together. And it was like, oh my god, they had to show the lightsaber just to let people know it's Darth Maul. How, that was the stupidest thing. I just think, you know, like when you can't find the, the you know, red end button on your cell phone? He was like, we're going to be working closely to. Oh, I'm sorry, did I turn on my light? <laughs> I, meant to, I meant to hit. End. Why aren't you. End? What? Like, Snapchat? No, I. <laughs> Come on. Uh, <laughs> no. Sorry, sorry, wrong. I spider. I had, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, so it was just, it was a weird turn in a very, like you said, like a very meh movie. Um, but I want to like, I want to. Let's, let's get back to that. I want to jump back because. Go. The, the main issue that I had with this is that you're, you're showing us character, like, you're showing us characters that we already have an established vision of. And, like, we don't know their entire history, but we're kind of cool with that. Yeah. And now you're adding you're, – you're trying to force yourself into their history and be like, oh, that's how he got his blaster. Like, oh, he, he – why, why couldn't Han Solo's blaster just be a blaster? Like, why, why – because it's his blaster and it just happens to be the gun he carries around all the time? I'm talking about like the, I'm talking about the dice. So <laughs> go right into it. Go, I'm, buddy. I'm going to talk about the dice. So in the beginning of the movie, um, uh, Han Solo and and Kira, okay, these these guys are all like, I want to get out of here, and she's like, We can leave and never come back. I'm Kira, <laughs> um, and uh, it's, it's making me mad that this is like, look, look at my belt and my pants. I'm Han Solo. <laughs> Like if you put me in the this these clothes and put me next to Chewbacca, I'd look like Han Solo too. Um, but uh, yeah, so they're 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 trying to get off their their planet of Corellia, and um, he they steal a car and they throw dice in the like on the rearview mirror, and those are the dice that you are made aware of in the Last Jedi that are in the Millennium Falcon in A New Hope, but nobody cares. Like, you're trying to make it, like... You're injecting meaning into things that don't really have it in the first place. And, and, uh... And then you have, like, Force Awakens, 
where they're like, here's Luke's lightsaber. And you're like, oh my god, where did you get this? And she's yeah. like, a story for another time. No, it's a story for right now. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's cool. How about we do a whole movie about his dice? Oh Why my don't we god. do a movie about... Why did you tell me that? You just made me... You know what? Four out of ten. Four out of ten just for that. Why did you say that to me? And they, now you made me hate this movie. I didn't do it. Kath- Kathleen Kennedy did it. <laughs> Look, you guys. <laughs> I have the worst movie. No, I have the worst movie. Look, look, everybody, everybody, we can all say we have the worst Star Wars movie. This is why I bought these. <laughs> um, oh my God. All right, everybody, move along. Hey, I'm going to be in every movie forever, for the end of time. So, They're going to keep bringing me back. <laughs> oh, my God. So... So, so they're so they're they're focusing the. I'm not exaggerating. They framed Han Solo's dice like 14 times in like the first 10 minutes of that movie, and then like and then they get separated at the airport at customs or whatever, <laughs> and then like yeah, Han had TSA pre. <laughs> he had pre check, and shoe and. I got excuse me. I'm gonna tweet that. <laughs> <laughs> so so they do that and then. And then they do the thing which we were like, maybe they won't do it in this movie. They're doing a movie about Solo. It doesn't necessarily have to be connected to the Empire. It's like, you know what? I'm going to join the Empire. And it's like, we're doing, we're part of the, you know, the Empire. This is the, for the good of the galaxy. It's like, ah, stop talking about the Empire. We don't care about the Empire And then all of a sudden anymore. he's like Mark, he's like Michael Corleone. Vito Corleone. You're like, what's your last name? Yeah. It's just Han. Yeah. You don't have a last name? No. Han Solo. Yeah. It's like... Uh, Vito from Corleone. Oh, oh Vito Corleone. You know what? I just realized that Snoke says it exactly the same way in in Force Awakens. Really? Your father Han Solo. Maybe he's the 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 guy at TSA, he's the TSA agent. agent. That's we just solved the Star Wars mystery. Um, he created this problem. Yeah, but so and then so they do that and then they introduce uh Woody Harrelson and and Maeve from Westworld and uh Fandy Newton t- yeah and and uh Fandy <laughs> Fandy and um and, Ooh, I love Teddy Newton what a stupid part she had in this movie and and it's just like I'm a rebel it's like you've been a rebel for 3 years in the Imperial Army and like you're just now you're just like oh I don't agree with you sir I don't want to fight on this planet like we're the invaders um it's just they're 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 trying to give him this history, and then and and they're and they're just like pigeonholing it into this tiny little frame of time that they can. Like if they had made Han Solo like fifteen, and he was in like a gang of like yeah. run, like crime runners and stealing cars, and like stuff they like did that. with Last Crusade. Yes, that worked. Yes, because this is not the first time we've seen something like this. In a Harrison Ford Lucasfilm movie. Right. Like, they did this quite successfully with Last Crusade. It's the whole opening of the movie. And it's great. It's amazing, because he's, he's far enough away in age. And that's a... Look, look, everybody keeps telling me, like, this shouldn't be a problem for you, that the guy doesn't look right. I'm like, why the, why the hell not should that not be a problem? Why shouldn't that be a problem? Every other movie tries to make it look right and sound right. Yeah. Like, Star Trek did it with Carl Urban, even though I hate those movies. It's just like, he... Carl Urban did his homework... Like, you know, you and McGregor did his homework. He's, it's, it's far enough away. All right. And then let's talk about that for a sec. So you have 
a home like Han Solo, younger Han Solo. Right. The time doesn't match up because somebody wouldn't look that different in like the eight years or whatever in between that and A New Hope and whatever. But you had Ewan McGregor who played a younger Obi Wan Kenobi, but Obi Wan Kenobi is supposed to be like seventy. Yeah, you know, in A New Hope, and then in you know, and then he's like in his thirties and forties, like you know, or even younger than that, or maybe he's I, supposed to be like sixty. At, at I think <laughs> I think he's like in his mid sixties in A New Hope, and I think in um. In Revenge of the Sith, I think he's like my age. I think he's like thirty-five or thirty-six, or like around there. Sure, but so so it's not saying that you can't do that. My problem is, why did you do that? Like it's it you're it's again. I enjoyed Rogue One. Rogue One goes in between um, Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Goes in between three and four. Rogue One is very careful. Not to move the furniture around. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Rogue One had a yoga class in the middle of your living room. <laughs> but Rogue One was like, okay, I'll just put this mat over here, and I'm not going to move the, your lamp. And um, uh, you you just go in the corner there. Um, um, don't touch the TV. Right. Whereas, whereas the Solo was sort of like, eh. You know what I mean? Let's just, you know. Did you, speaking of indie, did you get a lot of Indiana Jones vibes from from Solo? I, so I no, say that no. I say that in the sense of like all the romantic scenes with Kira felt indie-ish, not Han-ish. Like I could hear like the I could hear like the way he was talking to like Mar- you know like the way he was talking to Marion, talking to like Kira, and then like you shouldn't trust anybody, and it's like you should have taken my advice. Like it's it's Last Crusade. Interesting. Like there was all these weird like parallels to it, um, and then you. you like they tried to make you they killed they killed Tandy Newton and they killed that the the other guy the little small alien guy yeah. um like 40 minutes into the movie and, and like tried to make you care about them but it's like I don't care about Han why do I care about these guys okay, I think the big the big issue here and maybe you, you and I are on the same page like for me Han was never uh, Han's a side character to me yeah I mean like it's the story of the Skywalker family and almost in in the Force Awakens, he becomes a main character because he's now part of that family. Right. He marries into that bloodline. You know what I mean? So it's like that's. What, I mean, so I guess he becomes that. But you know, in the original trilogy, like I was never about Han. I was about Obi Wan Kenobi, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia. You know what I mean? Like right. that's that's what it's about. But you know, <laughs> I I do like the fact that one of our favorite lines from Force Awakens um, was mentioned here too, which you may may or may not have noticed. In Force Awakens, he goes some moof milker oh, and yeah. change the compression coil or whatever it is, um, and then he uh, did he call Chewie a moof milker? He said it again, but it's just it's like they're calling back to themselves I, now. Um, it was I I I thought that was funny. Like that's something I enjoyed. But and then no, but what, but then they kept so they do that casually, and then they and then they're like, "Yep, I'm I got a deal plan with some crime family on Tatooine." Like. A big gang on Tatooine. I want to get to that in a second because I have a. I have. A, I, have <laughs> I know we're jumping all over the yeah, place. But no, but what I'm, but my the point I was trying to make was that <laughs> some, to to some people Han is like the big deal of that movie, right? And, uh, of like not of like the original trilogy. Like it's about Han, you know, who is this smuggler who goes on this adventure and gets sort of caught up with this whole you know battle that's been going on for a thousand years, right? So, um, but and that's probably why people who are huge Han Solo fans. Love this, and for me, I'm like, what? What? Why are we talking about this? Right. It's like let's get back, and and that's and that's an issue I'm having. It's that like 
the, the term I'm hearing used to describe Solo is low-stakes Star Wars. It's low-stakes, nothing is, is affecting the whole galaxy that he does. Okay. You know what I mean? Right, it's, this was a... Okay, it's yeah, a yeah. little side story, it's a side quest. You, you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's all it is, is this little side quest, and that's it. Like, it's not... It's like the the it's not shaping the the lore. It's not shaping the universe. It's just this little story. It's a Star Wars story, right? And on that, like, like within those parameters, I'd say sure, you did a great job. You know what I mean? Like it's a Star Wars story, right? But for me, it's like that's something that I wouldn't mind watching on television. You know what I mean? It's like also like why why screw with Making it like that, you know what? I think I would have enjoyed this movie more if it, even if it took place in the same time period, right? But it had nothing to do with Han Solo, and Han Solo was just like a cameo. You know what I mean? Like they run into Han Solo, and it's like, oh look, and and then they can either CG some 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 guy, right, or get that kid Anthony and Gruber who actually looks like Harrison Ford to do it. Yeah, when you're done uh, watching this, or if you haven't already turned it off, um, <laughs> um, yeah, what what is his name? Anthony Anthony and Gruber. Anthony and Gruber. Look him up on on YouTube. Um, and just type in Anthony and Gruber, um, Harrison Ford, and there's like three or four videos, and it's just him doing Harrison Ford, but he's got everything nailed. And again, I'm not saying we're not saying that you have to do like a a, a shot for shot, like or or a note for note interpretation of Harrison Ford, but you're just like I'm Harrison Ford. Look at my belt. <laughs> Yeah, but that's like the when I am debating this with people, the the main thing they say is you just can't get over it because he doesn't look like Harrison Ford. I'm like, well, why doesn't he look like Harrison Ford? Right? Why not? If you're gonna also, if he's playing 19 and you're getting a 29 year old guy to play 19, yeah, that doesn't work. It just doesn't work, and that's it. It didn't work for me, and it kept pulling me out of it. Like I kept being like. Who the hell is this guy supposed to be? Right. Throughout the whole movie. I'm like, this... I, and I'm trying to, like, sort of, like, squint. Or not squint, but, like, just, <laughs> like, manage my expectations to just be like, okay. And I was like, but this is this is not him. This, like, it, it's... Here's what it was. This was a fan film. I felt like I was watching, like, uh, a Bat in the Sun uh, superpower beatdown. Right. Which, those are great, but those are fan films. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I felt... Because when you watch one of those... There's like some some guy like, hey, I'm supposed to be, I'm Superman, and you go like, well, okay, yeah. you know what I mean. But it, on the flip side, however, you and I agreed that Donald Glover as Lando nailed it. Now that's called doing your homework and being good. Um, like, okay, well, look, not that. Um, what the hell is the guy's name? A- Alden. Uh, Alden. Uh, a- a- um, we don't even know Han Solo's name. Yeah. Alden em- Emmerich. Yeah, whatever his name is. Yes, but, let's go with that. He he was fine, but it's just like <laughs> you are a bad solo. Aiden. Why why did? But it's just it's all over the place because now you have one character who's really dialed in. Like Lando was just so dialed in, and then you have this other guy who's not dialed in. So what are we doing here? Like how come it's okay for one guy and not okay for another? Right. Or then you know like why not make Lando different? Not that I want. I love that Lando was right. And yeah, and I'm not saying I hated everything in the movie. I love the Chewbacca stuff. Yeah. Chewbacca looked exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's It's weird how they got the exact, uh, an actor that, that could be Chewbacca. They had that hair uh, Yeah, there's, there's a Wookiee. They, they found a Wookiee that looked identical to the same Wookiee from 1977. Um, but you said the same thing as I did, which was, 
you hear Lando before you see Lando. Yeah. And in my head, I was like, holy crap, that sounds like Billy D." Yeah. And like, hello, what do we have here? Yeah, like, um, I was just like, oh, my God. Well, uh, our buddy Damien, we were talking to him, he, was, he feels like they worked extra hard on those first two lines because that's, like, sort of, like, perception. It, like, once you hear that, you're in, you know? It's right. just, I, I don't know, I don't know, I, I, I just, I had a... You, like, two, you did honest. have two conflicting things there because you had somebody who was completely dialed in and like and great, and you're like, yeah, that uh, that I believe he is young Lando Calrissian, yes, a hundred percent, yes. And then it's like, but I don't believe that that's Han Solo for a moment. Yeah, and like, okay, people saying I'm being ridiculous for having that issue, but screw you, I'm like, I'm having that issue. <laughs> it's like it's, it is what it is. So, um, what are you doing? You showing me your your, your time? Yes, no, I, I can see the time right there. Oh, I didn't. Uh, that's what I was. I, I was looking. I'll talk about this until I get it out of my system. <laughs> I'll, I'll be here for a while. I don't care. It's like most bowel movements with me. I'm going to talk about this till I get it out of my system. But the other thing is, the the thing that makes Star Wars attractive to me is the fantasy element of it. Mm-hmm. Like, Star Wars doesn't particularly do sci-fi better than anyone else. Star Wars puts this other thing in it, the Force. Right. You know what I mean? And this impossible technology... And that's what makes it attractive to me. Like, just seeing, like, a regular smuggler story is not really my cup of tea. Uh, and I thought, like, maybe this should have been, like, a Netflix show or something. You know? Like, or or, or a cartoon or whatever. Right. But to have this be a whole movie, it almost feels like just like a waste. But, look, I, will, I saw it. I don't ever have to watch it again. But we are going to have to watch it again. And this is why. And this is what I wanted to talk about. Um, I believe, and I was, after I got home from the movie theater and I was wiping the filth of of this movie (laughs) off of my skin, I was in the shower and I was like, oh, that's totally what they're doing. Since Maul is in here, this is now going to be part of a Marvel-esque shared universe, I believe. I believe there's going to be a solo-verse. Um, that, that the characters in this movie are going to carry on to a bunch of other anthology movies. So we thought we were going to get, get like a solo Obi-Wan movie and a solo um, Boba Fett movie. Those are not going to be standalones. Those are going to all exist within this continuity. So obviously we know from this movie that Han is going to go to Tatooine because mm. they only said it about half a dozen times. <laughs> um, and I'm bringing my dice. Yeah. But we know that... We, we know that Obi-Wan's on Tatooine. Right. So we know that... Uh, at one, at some point, there's going to be a clash between Maul and Obi Wan again. Right. So, and we know that, you know, Boba Fett is an associate of Jabba's. So it's only safe to assume that this is going to be all in this timeline. And what they're doing is they're going to make a whole other series of movies that basically bridges this timeline and ends with Rogue One. Right. Well, I mean, and they can do the same thing that they that they've been doing, like the Marvel standalone movies. Have yeah have not become standalones anymore. They're like buddy movies. Like Thor Ragnarok had Hulk. Yeah, you know and Thor Cap- Ragnarok dovetails into Infinity War. And 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 uh, and was it Civil War? No, not Civil War. Um, uh, Winter Soldier. Yeah. Winter Soldier is is Captain America and and um, I was gonna say Black Canary, Black Widow. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? Like they're buddying up people. So yeah, could there be another movie with, you know, Han on Tatooine and Obi-Wan Kenobi? Maybe. No, there's going to be, I think. You know, or... But, but but then that would screw with... With what? The fact that they never met each other. But Chewbacca home. sort of knows Obi-Wan. And Chewbacca knows who Obi-Wan is. That's true. You know what I mean? Like... Chewbacca. Yeah, so... 
And, you know, they, I'm sorry. They 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 commented on the fact that Lando mispronounces yeah Han. It's Han. It's Han. Oh, that was the thing that that was the eye roll for for me. In this movie, <laughs> is that just like the Last Jedi, or even like um like the Last Jedi had like the list of um Hollywood agenda that it had to check off. <laughs> like you know, sorry. okay, we have uh you know you um. Girls are great. Guys are stupid. Um, go vegan. Right. Um, you know all this. All this stuff. <laughs> go like, vegan. yeah. It was, no, it was, that was, Rose was just wearing a T-shirt that said "Go vegan." Yeah. No, Don't beat just, a horse. It was all Ride this a cowboy. All this stuff. Just like Justice League said. Oh, look! It's lighthearted. We have less destruction. We have this. Batman smiles. Yeah. We in this movie we had like this. Like this writer was so clever that he was just like, oh look, this is why Han shoots first. This is why he shot first because he learned to shoot first from his mentor. Right. You get it. You get it? Oh, this is why... Um, oh, and he made his blaster. Oh. Yeah. Like, like it was just like, <laughs> oh, this is how the Kessel Run happened. It's just... And it was like all the... Oh, and um, there was another one. There was another one. But uh, what, what, I can't remember what it was. But like anyway, it was like going through a list of things that like people wanted to fix. You right. know, and But they were doing it in sort of like a snotty way. It, it, just, it just rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, okay, now we're going to do this. And this is why we're doing the Kessel Run. Okay. And this is you know this is why we're doing this is how we get the Falcon okay and and I mean um, I, I don't think we've talked about this like on all this stuff that, but like uh, not a lot but I mean we talk about it on Justice League where it's like we are now as a public aware of like directors changing rewrites happening reshoots happening and stuff like that and this movie had. A bunch too, mm-hmm. you know. They changed directors. Like Ron Howard came yeah, on yeah. later after they had shot and written. Stuff. Also, no, this is not this is not a comment on Ron Howard. Yeah. Ron Howard was like Phil Spector with Let It Be here. Like they, <laughs> they hired him, you know, to basically save a a project that was in the toilet, and he yeah. basically like was able to finish it efficiently and put something out. And do you know what I, uh, I I forgot? I remember I knew it beforehand, forgot, and then looked it up again after we saw the movie. I completely forgot that Dr- Dryden Voss, that was it. So, uh, Vision. Vision, Paul Bettany's character, was Omar from The Wire before they changed directors. Really? Yes. He was cast, and then when they, when they brought on Ron Howard and changed writers, he was like, I'm out. Wow. I was like, oh my god, Omar would have been in the, in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Dryden Voss coming, and just, oh, people just run away. <laughs> like, but, like, it just, I, I, like, little things like that. And the fact that we're, like, super aware of that because of social media and everything like that, like, that I feel like ruins it. Because if I went into this movie not knowing stuff about all the problems and yeah. rewrites, same thing with, like, Justice League, like, I may have enjoyed it a little bit more because I wasn't going in there with an expectation. It was just like, I'm excited to see a new Star Wars movie, let's do this. What was your. Favorite thing and least favorite thing about the movie? Um, the... I would say my favorite part of the movie was Lando. Just because he nailed it and it... it He nailed it in a way where he didn't seem like he was forcing it. Like, I'm Lando. I have a room full of capes. Yeah. Like, it just... I don't know. It just seemed natural. Like, no. He would totally have a bedroom just full of capes. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, I enjoyed that, and again, and I enjoyed I enjoyed the 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 crimey element of it. Like we were seeing like scum, like slums of planets yeah. and stuff like that, and and you know that kind of thing. And again, I'll, I'll agree with that. And it was also like like you said, like it was also like over here, like Empire, 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 Jedi's, all that kind of stuff. Nobody mentioned a Jedi once, except when yeah. Maul came on the screen. But like over here, enough where it was like you know. Um, 
except then when like Maya Rudolph came on the screen and she was like, "We're part of the rebellion." Um, was it Maya Rudolph? Was uh, uh, Empty Nest? Emphis Emph- Nest? The chick in the desert. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and it was just like, no, we're connected to something grander. We're fighting back, and you're like, oh, there it is. Yeah. So, so I like that. The thing I hated the most was Lando's robot, robot Lando's droid L six, yeah. and her whole like weird, I'm liberating the uh, uh, droids. Like, that was that was really <laughs> like, and it, it just was put in like an afterthought. Like, oh, we didn't hit the uh, we didn't hit the agenda hard enough. So let's. Add some lines that like fell flat. Right, they fell flat. Yeah. Like they had, they didn't affect anything. And basically, you know, she dies, and and it was like, oh, Lando is trying to have sex with her, and then like, and then like, so Khaleesi weird. asks the, the droid, like, you know, where does Lando put his wiener? And she was like, he, don't worry about it. And that was like, I was like, oh, great, I'm glad we're having this conversation in Star Wars. Because to me, I'm sorry. Star Wars is non-sexual. I mean, there's, like, flirtation, there's... But, like, sex is something that happens off-screen and babies happen from it. Right. That's what happens in Star Wars. That's that's the template that George laid out. And people are just like, no, we're... This is 2018 and we... And everything is terrible. Look, so in the Star Wars universe, babies happen when you roll around in the grass... Yeah, on, exactly. ...on Naboo. Um, and you awkwardly look at each other. And that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's conception. But the, the thing is, like, after all that stuff, like, they, they stepped on their own toes. Because Lando's like... Yeah, she's like that, but uh, I can't wipe her droid because she's got navigational charts, and I can't, can't wipe her mind. Yeah. And then, like, he's like, oh, wait, I can just put her in a ship and have to deal with her, her crap. So, <laughs> All right, wait. So you have C-3PO and R2-D2. R2-D2 is like a sass mouth, but you never understand what he's saying, so it's okay. 3PO has his own personality and says stuff at the wrong times, yeah. whatever, something like that. So we have those, sure, right? Then you get into Rogue One, and you have K-2. Mm-hmm. And it, and they give him a thing. It's like, oh, when we reprogrammed him, something happened with his circuits, and now he just says stuff. Mm-hmm. Lando's droid is just like, like, yeah. like she's just like a sass factory for no reason. And you're like, why is a droid like that? I don't like. I understand there's different kinds of droids but in the, the universe. The, the, the funny thing, though, the the, the the contradictory statement they were making with this movie is that look, this droid is super woke, right? Yeah, but. Lando says, it's because she's broken. He says, she's malfunctioning and I can't reboot her because she has too much data that I need. Okay. Right? So it's like, what's the message that you're sending then? That anybody who thinks like that, there's something wrong with them? That's the message. Like, like that's that's the message I got. Like, like, oh, there's that character I was talking about. And that was the thing that, you know, I was worried about going to the movies. Like, I don't want to be beaten over the head with this. But it really was, like, not even a big deal. Right. Like, I was like, oh, this is an eccentric, like, weirdo droid. Whatever. And then he's like, yeah, she's messed up. Or she's, like, she's glitchy. But I can't wipe her brain because I need those nav charts. And then the, the, the funniest thing is, like, she's in the ship now. I guess I didn't have to deal with her loud-mouthing the whole time. Right. And it's like, and now she's... But th- that was also, like, kind of crappy. It's like... Hey, guess what? You know that robot you hate? She's in all the movies now. <laughs> she's part of the ship. So screw you, fanboys. Right. My my least favorite and and worst my, my favorite and least favorite. I I think I like Lando. I, I thought the Chewie stuff was pretty good. I kind of rolled my eyes when he ripped the arms out of the socket. I was like, yeah, of was course you that. have to hit that beat. Right. Like like why? Like oh my god, that was like cringe for me. But I still liked like when he walked into the shower. I knew it was happening. Right. I knew it was going to happen. I just liked him being. You know, like spry and running around and doing stuff. Okay, I will say that too. It was really nice to see Chewbacca running around. Yeah. And doing stuff. Yeah. I like that. Um, 
I hated that he spoke Shriwook, that Han spoke Shriwook. Oh, yeah, I was yeah. like, how long? Like, this is a terrible joke, and you're still doing it. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God. And first of all, that's stupid. That shouldn't happen. That's stupid. But, the, like, the, big, the, the biggest, like... That's also a really bad joke that exists in a lot of things where, like, somebody speaks a terrible, like, really terrible, like, language. Like, somebody trying to speak Spanish to somebody yeah, yeah. else, and you see, like, the subtitles, like, yeah. I... Family hamburger, like, yeah. and you're just like, no, come on, like that's a dead, like it's, you're beating a, you're beating a dead Wookie. <laughs> but I think my least favorite thing was the train. <laughs> Why are there trains? <laughs> yeah, I got a text message from you the next, like three hours after we saw the movie. It was like two a.m. and it just says, "Why are there trains in space?" And it was just like, why? I don't know. You know why? I'll tell you why because. The, the writers are sitting around and saying, oh, this is like a heist movie. Let's put a train heist in a place where they don't need trains. Look. For anything. Firefly. I'm needs, so glad you mentioned that. Needs trains because those planets are not, some planets are not as developed as other planets. So they may not be able to have a shipping port where, you know, stuff like that. They need to transport this from this side to this side and they don't have money for a spaceport, but they could make a train station. Like, or, you know, I, I get that. And, um, yeah, one of the best episodes of Breaking Bad, season five. They robbed the methylamine from the train. Train heists are cool. But not necessary here. Like, you could, like, wh- like why not, like, we're breaking into the factory where they refine it and we're stealing unrefined stuff. But you just brought up something that was interesting. The, the issue is that, like, Star Wars doesn't do, I was, you made me think, you, like, it, talk, <laughs> we haven't talked about this. I know. We've been saving it for this. And I'm glad that we're talking about it. We're glad we're talking me, about it with all of you. But you're, you're making me think of this in different ways that make me like some things better. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm with you. I like that we got to see the um, underworld and the way it works. Like, I thought that was interesting, and I've always wanted that. Yeah. I just didn't want it to be associated with Han Solo. Han Solo because it doesn't make sense to right. me. And it's, and it's weird. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, I get it. Disney is, like, trying to do familiarity and just say, oh, these are characters you know. We're just doing characters. I'm like... To be honest, like, Firefly kind of does this a little better than Star Wars. Yeah. Just like, you know, the political thing, uh, Battlestar Galactica does kind of better than Star Wars. Star Wars is not the end-all, be-all of all sci-fi. Right. Star Wars is a very specific thing that it does very well, and that is adventure, like, fantasy adventure. Right. You know what I mean? And, like... There's, and, and it makes sense because they're space westerns. Right. I've, I don't remember if we've ever talked about it, but, like... A New Hope is a space western. Yeah. It's this galaxy ain't big enough for the two of us. That's exactly what it is. And um, it's, it, that's exactly what it is. And, and we, we, you go from, you know, if you go through movie history, you have westerns. Then you have, like, swashbuckling movies. Then, you, you know, you have, like, uh, horror movies. Like, there are all these things. And then Star Wars came along and started making these science fiction, like, like, you know, adventure movies. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they are. But they're not super science fictiony in the fact that you're like, okay, wait, wait I don't understand. So, like, the Omega system is, you know, it's <laughs> like, um, but they're they're digging now into like their slums. Yeah, and which the- is cool. But I, I'm like, it's just like Firefly does that better than you. Yeah. it's like also, I I just would have liked to have seen maybe. I think the biggest problem with this movie for me is Solo. Like I, I kind of would have rather have him been a cameo and had this been about somebody else and you know just like because right. like for example like I was having this this discussion with my cousin Philly afterwards and he was saying yeah man you're just done with Star Wars because he liked it I was like I didn't like it you know 
He goes, yeah, you don't you don't like Star Wars anymore. I was like, but I love Rebels. He goes, that's true. And there's more Rebels shows than there are movies, mm-hmm. right? So I love what they're doing at Rebels because it's new characters and the main characters we know like just intersect with them. They brush up against them every once in a while. That's the but it's like there's this new thing, new personalities. You can explore new stuff. Not instead of trying to like, oh, we have to stay on this narrow path. And then because the, then the things you do change. And the times you do, like, run into the cannon, you're going to piss people off. Right. You know what I mean? So, and that's the other thing, is that I really don't think that Lucasfilm is handling this the best way. Uh, basically, they are pissing people off, and they're they're saying, like, instead of being diplomatic about it, saying, like, look, we're trying new things with this, we can't make everybody happy, but we're just trying to do our best to bring you the best content we can, their, their attitude is, screw you. That's what they're basically saying to people. Your time is over, hardcore fans. Screw you. We're, and and you know what? With the hardcore fans at this time, yeah, <laughs> all right. And then now the movie is tanking because it's not because of – it's not – and I feel bad because it's not even because of how good or bad this movie is. It's about how the fans are being treated. You can't – like Star Wars is bulletproof to a certain extent. But like when George Lucas did this stuff, it was pure – from the freaking source, and George Lucas was trying to make the best movie he could. Right. right. Whether you liked it or not, you always got the sense that, like, this dude is pulling out all the stops. And even when people complain, like, oh, too much CG, too much, too much. Like, yeah, this guy's throwing everything he has into these movies. He's the, the finale is two guys fighting in the air over lava. Right. Of his, of his six <laughs> movies. You know what I mean? Like, he, he, and then. Palpatine literally throws the Senate at Yoda. Like, the things that everybody wanted to see, it's like, here you go. And he's put everything into it. With this one, it just feels like they're purposely not doing things just to, just to like, show, like stick it to the fans. And I know I sound just like a bitter fanboy right now, but it, the, the thing that, the kick in the teeth about it is that, like, instead of saying, okay, we tried this, you didn't like it, they're like, you're wrong. Your time is over. It's all about this, this, and this now. And screw you. And the fans said, "Oh yeah," and they didn't show up. You know. And and I'm I'm not gonna go see this movie like my normal five times. I would go see a Star Wars movie. Right. Once is enough, and I'm probably not gonna buy it on Blu-ray. That's a lie. What? That's a lie. No, I don't need. Well, my wife will buy it on Blu-ray, so it'll end up in the house. <laughs> but the the only way they're gonna make me watch this movie again is if the next movie they do is an Obi-Wan movie that. It takes place after this because then I'm going to have to go back and and, and remind myself what happened. Right. But I'm, I have no desire to watch this again. I my all right. So the thing with Star Wars is that it's generational, right? Yeah. And you and I, you and I sound like no, we're purists, and this is messing with this and stuff like that. It's it's generational, and and the 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 direct example I'll give you is your nieces. Yeah. They're aware of Star Wars because you're you like Star Wars, yeah. so you're exposing them to Star Wars, and they may like it on their own or they may not. But that's how, that's how this works. They don't. <laughs> um, uh, but so that's how that's how most of this stuff works. So when you're taking a universe like this or a franchise like this, it's weird saying franchise because it makes it sound like it's like a burger an, an Arby's, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, uh, when you're taking a franchise like this and you are trying to appeal to a new generation of it, this new generation has to be exposed to it some way. Parents have to take their children to the movies. 
You know, parents have to buy movies for them to watch at home, you know, or, or to stream or whatever. So when you start alienating the parents, you're now going to start alienating the children because they're not exposed to it as well. And I think the the mistake the, or the misstep that they're that they're making is that Star Wars was bulletproof. Star Wars was a cash cow, and Star Wars continued to remain in popularity thirty years after it premiered, and still remains. And with like. 13-year gaps in between them putting anything out. Right. Now you're, you're, you're oversaturating the market, and what you're doing is you're like, no, we have an unstoppable juggernaut, and, it's, yeah. and we're telling you that it's, that it's you know, uh, like, unflappable. Like, you can't, we can't miss, versus letting it happen. Like, the Marvel Universe, right now, unstoppable juggernaut. Yeah. But it actually happened organically. They right. didn't... They did Iron Man, they did the mention of the Avengers as sort of a setup, but as sort of a joke, just to see what the fans would react to. And then they started doing it more and more, and people were like, no, 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 give us, give, give me, give me, give me, give me. And they did it. And that was the thing with DC. DC started doing it, and then now Star Wars, I feel like, is backpedaling. You kill Han Solo in The Force Awakens yeah. as, you know, like a, a, as a huge plot point. And then they talk about him in The Last Jedi, and you're like, but we killed him. And then it's like, but don't you love Han Solo? Here's more Han Solo. Right. And it's like, why are you moving backwards? Yeah. Like, try stop, do, do what you did with Marvel and just explore new things. But the, I think the problem is, is that they have an expanded universe and they have stuff to pull from, but they have to make new stuff. Marvel has the toy box to pull from. They're just pulling it in the right way. Yeah, it... I just can't help but feel like I'm sorry about that. That was a rant, but that's no, it was, like that was good. That's was really good. how I feel about this. You're, I just you're feel trying like, too hard. You, no, that, they're not trying too hard. They're they're being too clever and they're mismanaging the the property. That's that's my issue with it. It's like I'm sorry, but Star Wars is an adventure movie about the Skywalkers, and when you have the Last Jedi, which is the movie about Luke Skywalker refusing to go on an adventure, it's like, what do you think is going to happen? Right. It's like you're being too clever for your own good. You are you're showing the your fan base, the people that come out to see the movies, the people that buy the toys, that buy the comics, that buy the games, that watch the TV shows. Toys. Right? The people that buy the, the clothes, all that stuff. Like, Star Wars is a merchandising, you know, it, it's a beast. It's huge. But you're showing those people we don't care what you think, right? And that's very that's a very powerful message. <laughs> it's stronger and more it, powerful. It is. Look, and my look, my complaint that I always make is instead of screwing with the old characters, just do new stuff. And then everybody tells me no, but who cares? Who's going to care about you know anybody who's not a Skywalker, anybody who's not a Solo or a Kenobi? Who's going to care about that? And my answer to that is. Play the game Knights of the Old Republic. If you, the, the the thing is, I feel like there are two groups of people. There are people who have played the Knights of the Old Republic, and people who haven't. Because people who haven't can't fathom Star Wars being not in this, whatever it is, sixty year time period right. of the life of Darth Vader. You know what I mean? Or even the life of of the Skywalker line. You know what I mean? Like people can't fathom Star Wars existing existing outside of that. Whereas everything that they put out happens within from the beginning of Phantom Menace until whenever um, you know uh, Kylo Ren's going to die, right? Right. So it's like people can't think it's only this one year and that's the movie. No, like what you really got to do is 
if, even if you're not a gamer, go play Knights of the Old Republic. It's for PC. It's for um, you can get it on iOS now. Uh, there's plenty of ways to play it. Mm-hmm. It's the the closest thing you will get to a Star Wars movie that that hits all the marks, like every single mark that has no characters you've ever heard of in it. Yep. It takes place four thousand years before uh, New Hope. So, and it's just, and and that honestly, that is stuff that I would like to go see because I like this. I like this universe. Mm-hmm. I like what happens in this universe. I like the Jedi. I like the fact that there is, you know, good and bad, bad and balancing the Force and all that kind of stuff. And I like the technology that some of it is clunky, but some of it is super sleek. And right, yeah. you know, it's it just it it feels very real. Like if it, they always say it's, it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Like it's you know it's, but it it, it feels immersive. Like it feels like you could you could be there. That's my favorite thing about it. That you know, that's what you like. I say. never thought I could, I would never thought I would be in a Star Trek universe. Yeah, everything is too sleek. Everything is weird. There's so many like I know there's aliens and stuff like that, but it's just like it's it's too it's too far fetched for me to believe that I could like go to the you know go to a store in there or go to a restaurant or uh, everything about the future for me involves food. <laughs> I just liked that George Lucas made it this. <laughs> kept growing it right, yeah. and he kept saying that it's for everybody. Like, it, well, maybe he didn't say that, but like for example, like they encouraged like people to put YouTube videos up of of stuff that they made. And, he, yeah. and George Lucas would have a fan film competition every year where people would make Star Wars fan films, and he would judge it. You know what I mean? It's like it was a it, it was a, a sandbox for everybody to play in, and it was big enough for a comic book writer to write something that had nothing to do with anything, or sorry, or a game developer or whatever. Um, and I feel like what Disney is doing is making it less inclusive, and they're shrinking it, and they're saying, no, that's not part of this, that's not part of this, that's not part of this, and no, this is what it is. It's this concentrated, very, very concentrated thing. It's Stormtroopers, it's the Galactic Civil War, it's, um, it's, it's the Skywalker family, and all these little things, and all the little lines. Like, we're not going to, instead of like trying to do something completely original, we're going to say, uh, the next movie is going to be a throwaway line. We're going to talk about, this movie is, is the Emperor dissolving the Senate, because they said that in the movie, and we have to talk about that. Right. And you can't imagine how that went off, off camera. We have to see it, because because you know there's no such thing as a throwaway line anymore. It's like that bounty hunter at Ord Mantell. Now we're going to see that in the middle of, in, in, in a movie. Right. We're going to see many Bothans died. It's like every <laughs> throwaway line like, because that's what all these movies, like, Rogue One is, is a movie based on the throwaway line. Right. You know, this is based on a throwaway line, or throwaway idea. Whatever. Right. And even though Vader is in Rogue One, and even though most of the movie has Grand Moff Tarkin in it and stuff like that, that actually felt more separated than this did, than Solo did to me. Because it was new characters that I didn't know... I knew the outcome of what they were doing. Like, I know that the Death Star plans eventually get to Leia, mm-hmm. but I don't know how. So I'm enjoying this ride with people that I've never seen before, people that are aware of what's going on over there. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, they're directly connected. Yes, it had to do with building the Death Star and stuff like that. But here, the problem I have with with movies that do younger versions um, or flashbacks and stuff of characters that we already know exist, there's no stakes for me. Mm. There during that whole train heist, yeah. I didn't care yeah. because I know Chewbacca is not going to die. I know Han Solo is not going to die, and I don't care about their friends enough. But then, how do you reconcile this is Devil's Advocate here? The prequels, because you knew who was going to come out of that alive. You knew that Obi Wan was going to come out of it alive. You knew Anakin was going to come out yeah. of it alive. You knew Padme. 
Actually, no. I'll say I didn't. Uh, they don't mention that. You know, they don't mention the mother. It's like yeah. you know, they he we know we had and we know Luke had one. Luke and Leia had one, but we don't know how. Because, because I, I feel like the difference is that that was a story worth telling. Because like, like when Obi Wan tells the story to Luke in his hut, he's like, right. You know, like that ain't the story. Like he's telling you the story, but that ain't it. He's like, you know, that's not what happened. You right. know, and and the thing is that like we had, whereas it's not a throwaway thing. It's no, something something massive happened, right? Like in Game of Thrones, right? In Game of Thrones, they always talk about Robert's Rebellion, yeah, right. And it's like if they made a movie of it, it would actually be worth making a movie of it because like no, this is big, huge event that happened that we get, everybody refers to. It's a common frame of reference, right? What what these movies are doing is saying like oh, this this it's th- these smaller events that weren't important enough to make it into any of George Lucas's movies. Right. But Rogue One was done very well, even though I kind of... I don't hate Rogue One. I just don't... Because it's not part of that... The stuff I like with the lightsabers and the Force and the Jedi and the Sith. Like, that's the stuff I'm really interested in. And because that's not really a big part of it, it doesn't really hold that much interest or rewatchability for me. I'm glad it exists. You know what I mean? It's, it's good. And it's good. It's well done. This movie, I don't think it added anything... I don't. I just. I don't understand why it's even a thing. Uh, I guess it's fine. <laughs> like how was, as we're as we're as we're wrapping up here, it's like I guess it's fine, and we didn't we didn't just yell about it for an hour. Yeah. So in other words, we liked it. Um, <laughs> Go see Solo. Everybody yeah, should see yeah. it. It's it's a great addition to the Star Wars universe. I did. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll, just, I'll just end with this. I'll end with this. Good. It I'm really doesn't. Saying. As much as I want to bitch about it, it doesn't really. Go ahead. Tell, tell Vader how you feel. Wait, this. <laughs> well, that's a choky hand. <laughs> so, um... I, I just... <laughs> even though, like, it seeks to change, like, the way you view the original movies... Right. I'm probably not going to watch it again, and I'll hopefully forget about it soon. And uh, it won't. And it just... For me, it just didn't do anything. That's all. It just didn't do anything for me. That's it. it do I hate it? I I I thought I hated it at first because I wasn't given that like totally blown away Star Wars feeling I usually get at the see those movies like wow I just witnessed like a spectacle right an epic thing uh, but I just uh, whatever it exists and and I I have really n- no strong good or bad feelings about it I've got a bad I've got a good feeling about this I've got a bad feeling and, about and it. what's your closing statement where are my dragons <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Amelia Clark. All I right, love so you, but... thank you for listening to what might be the last episode of Band Geek. Um, and, uh, yeah, so bottom line, uh, check out Solo. And if you make stuff, don't crap on your fans because they will revolt and you will uh, feel their wrath. Their wrath. Oh, let's do, um, let's do like a, uh, a, a video here. Um, let's, so, let's rehash something. So, uh, so we mentioned earlier that Darth Maul was in uh, Solo. Which yeah, was, look, which was very cool. Um, so, um, uh, a while ago, we did a uh, our own version of one of the I personally one of my favorite John Williams pieces ever yes. written um, from Phantom Menace. Uh, go rewatch the prequels. I think you'll appreciate them more now. Yes, <laughs> but um, so here's a, a little. Uh, uh, Duel of the Fates, band geek style. Um, yes, it's us singing. Um, yes, it's Latin. Okay, let's see if I can... Uh, no, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Sanskrit. Oh, sorry, Sanskrit. Let's see if I can pull this off. 